We're here for another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, the managing sports editor of the Parsons Sun and Chanute Tribune newspapers. Joining me today for her second, third time? Third, I think. Third, uh, Brooke Hopper, uh, the Parsons Vikings head volleyball coach, uh, has turned, is in the process of turning the program around. Uh, certainly some momentum now. It's now summertime which means fall sports are right around the corner. We'll be here before you know it. Brooke, how are we doing today? I am great. It is beautiful outside because I like hot weather. <laughs> so it's a beautiful day for me. Oh, I'm a, I'm a cold guy. No myself. way. You see me with my hoodie over here. It, yeah, she has a hoodie <laughs> because I turned the fan on <laughs> in a studio, even though it's 100 outside. I'm not sitting outside. I'm sitting inside. And I, see, I'm the guy who like won't cut his heat on in the winter. That's weird, Sean. It's not weird. weird. (laughs) I just like, no, I like being bundled up. I don't just sit there in the cold, but like, I'll be like nice and cozy and. No, I get so cold. Sometimes I get to a point where I can't get warm and then I get a little bit cranky. You'll probably confirm that with my husband and my children. So that's what makes you cranky. Yeah. You must be so cold all the time. Watch it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Coach Hopper. Uh, let's kind of reflect on the past year. We, I, I talk a lot on this program about how Parsons is rebuilding the girls' side of athletics. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen a lot of that mm-hmm. come to fruition. We, we've seen the early stages of that come to fruition this past school year. Yes. You guys won how many matches? 16. 16. Uh, coming off a nine-win season before that, coming off a one-win season prior to that. Yes. Was 16 a winning record? It was not. We were very, very close. Were you like a game or two under 500? I think three. Yeah. Or four. I'd have to go look. Which, I mean, you, you, you had some tough competition on that schedule. You had two teams that were state caliber in Labette County and Fort Scott. Labette County making the state tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, the league was not easy this year. No, uh, not. Looking at uh, the progress that... You know, I mean, basketball having a 12-win season, they had more wins than the boys. Yeah, uh, it's great. <laughs> Not because they have more than the boys. I just am so excited for our girls' programs because yes. we can see them all the way across the mm-hmm. board shifting in an upward trend, and it's just really exciting. Absolutely. I mean, we saw tennis still have a successful year. Yes. Uh, track did very well with multiple state medalists and Anaya mm-hmm. Hinman and Kinsey Baldwin. Absolutely. Uh, Softball got a win. Yeah, I mean— I'll, I'll tell you what. I've had her on the show multiple times. Maybe I'm biased just because she's friendly and all that. I think Shelby Lisco is a great coach. No, you're not biased. She is a great coach. Yeah, I think she <laughs> is. You know, I, the softball program at Parsons is still, they're still years away. Yeah. But. She's going to get them there, though. I have no she, doubt. And, you know, she takes the run your head into the wall until it breaks approach. Because it is going to break eventually. Yes. yes. I mean, I and I love the little things she did. She did, mm-hmm. She drove to Ozark High School with a trailer and hauled patches of turf back yes. just to just to make the little batting cage a little better. But that's what it takes as a coach. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that people don't see is, you know, when you were just talking about our records over the past three years, what I'm thinking is, yeah, you can look at those records and say, okay, one win, nine wins, 16 wins. Okay, they're getting better. But from a coaching standpoint, you know, the things that we're looking at is the girls know our expectations. They are holding not only themselves accountable now, so we don't have to necessarily do that, but we have players holding each other accountable. And I think that's what makes a great program. It's not necessarily the win loss. Obviously we want to be in the positive there. We want to have a winning record, but I truly believe that those things will come 
Like that will come and our stats will come and our wins will come when we do all of the other things right on the other side of that. And I see Shelby doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and she's putting in the time and the effort. And I promise you, she cares so she's much. She's all energy. Yeah, she is she all is. in. She is 100% in. And that's exactly what it takes to build a program. And, you know, it, it's almost to a point where I wonder, and I'm not questioning her, but I sit there and wonder, how is that sustainable over time? Well, a good coach is just going to make that sustainable over time. Yeah. And that's the type of sacrifice yeah. it takes. Well, and I think I didn't know her as a player, but I can guarantee you that's who she was as a player as well. I bet. Yeah. And that's just who she is as a person. She is like that in all aspects of her life. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm really excited to see what she does with that program. To his credit, Wade, his her husband is all oh, in too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He's always right there. Always, mm -hmm. even for um, like our conditioning in the summer. Yeah. He's always there. Always, yeah. always. He's great. Let's let's talk about volleyball since you're the volleyball coach. Sure. Uh, you have a very decent class returning. Uh, did you, I mean, did you lose a starter? Did you lose one of your, did you lose anybody who got started? What I would call, let's just call it a starting, ro starting rotation slots or whatever yeah, we we did we lost a couple of good players um we lost bria uh she was an outside player um really bria, bria odom she really yes, she right. really um did a great job uh she was smaller than most outsides that you see she was playing well though she yes she's very athletic she can get up in the air and she learned how to use uh the block to her advantage that she was hitting against and so mm -hmm. that was very helpful she had a great serve um and then we also had morgan vaughn who was another outside for us. Um, she actually played kind of all across the front row wherever we needed her. Mm -hmm. um, she had some height on her um, and moved pretty well. So yeah. we're going to miss her on the front row as well. Obviously, I mean, you've got your, you, you've got a lot of key components coming back. Yeah, though. It, it's going to start with Anaya Hammond, who may very well be the best, uh, the best front row player mm -hmm. who's not a setter in the league. Yeah. This year. Yeah, and I is great. I mean, she makes noise just simply from her athleticism. But what I think she really brings to the table is the way that she just goes after a goal. I have seen her from her freshman year just say, okay, I want to do this. And then she goes and she makes sure that she gets there. I mean, she's broken her own record several times in track. She's broken the um, vertical record at the school several times. Once that girl puts her mind to it, I just, with her athleticism I and her composure, I just don't know that there's any way to stop her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, what, third and triple jump in the state? I mean, that's just how far and high can you jump? And she's good at it. Yes. And Second. Didn't uh, you get second? Did she, I, second or third? I know, she, you know, whoever got first was ahead by like a foot. I was like, wow, that's, mm. that, that's a, like, she would have but to But guess beat. what? I yeah. guarantee you that Anaya is looking at who beat her. And how far it is, mm -hmm. and then that's her next goal. Oh yeah, and I have no doubt she'll get there. How do you know? You talked about all the intangibles, man, manufacturing records and stuff like that. You know, a win loss record. To a degree, if I'm being honest, from the objective standpoint, it's this is the year with the trajectory that you've been on. It's time to not just have a winning record. It's time to really look at, you know, fight for home playoff seating and fight for, uh, you know, a league title. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking at the state of the league right now. Uh, the the three teams that I'm thinking might compete for the league title are uh, in no order. Uh, you guys, Labette County, and Fort Scott, and maybe throw Indy in there because mm -hmm. Indy's always tough. Yeah, like, they'll, they'll sneak in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't ever count them out. And if I'm being honest too, 
Labette County's going to be is a wild card. They've mm-hmm. won it the last two years. They've been the state. They have great coaching. So yeah. and it fair, you know whether the road is easy or hard. The road to the title runs through Altamont. Mm-hmm. They still have maybe the best set, who I think is the best setter in the league, and Shelby mm-hmm. Wilson, who's going to see more time outside. I think Shelby Wilson is going to be maybe the second best player in the league behind Anaya Henman, if not. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're both probably going to be unanimous first teamers. When you have a unanimous first teamer in your rotation, you, that's a good chance. Yeah, you're giving yourself a chance. Yeah, uh, absolutely. How does managing and executing those expectations look like this fall? To 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 not just talk the talk, but walk it. Uh, again, I think it's just in all those things that I mentioned earlier, like the um, holding each other accountable. Um, it our program is to a point where I feel very confident, and I have seen it um, in our first couple of weeks. Um, of summer is our players holding each other each other accountable. Now that is what does that look like? That that doesn't look like just yelling and screaming at our teammates because we're competitive and frustrated. And that's I feel like that's where we started. Um, we've learned a lot about each other as the years have gone on. So now I have seniors stepping into a role where not only seniors um, but upperclassmen stepping into a role where um, it's we over me. It's everybody together. It is. It doesn't matter if I like you off this court. We have a common goal on the court, and that's what we're going to work towards. So if I see you hanging your head, I'm coming over and telling you to shake it off. We're going to worry about the next ball. Um, you know, sometimes I think that when we tell kids to be leaders, it doesn't really resonate that I need to lead by example. Um, I've said it before on here. I know I have that I'm very, very big fan of leading by example. Um, I mean, there's times in my life where I have to stop and say, okay, how would I expect my kids to handle this? My husband holds me accountable for that as well. Like, what would you tell your players? How would they hand, how would you expect them to handle this? And that's how I move forward. I expect the same from my players. Um, and we have girls doing that in these first couple of weeks of summer. So I think that really is the most exciting part for me. We talk about a lot about taking on those leadership roles and there's different kinds of leaders. Just because you may not be the most vocal person on the floor doesn't mean that you can't be a leader. You can lead by example. You can quietly go over to somebody who just maybe shanked a ball and say, hey, you got the next one. Let's go move on. Forget about that ball. Um, You know, if you think about it, this was brought to my attention a few weeks ago, and I just have not stopped thinking about it since, is that the only way to score in volleyball is when somebody makes a mistake. The only way for the other team to score is if we make a mistake. The only way for us to score is if they make a mistake. Um, And so mistakes are going to be made. You're thinking about it, aren't you? Well, tell me a play in volleyball that you can score on that is not from someone making a mistake. I, I will say, I, I'll say that I don't know. I, I am not the volleyball expert <laughs> compared to uh, basketball, football, and even baseball, softball. Sure. It's a sport that I'm not as sure. educated and acclimated with. Sure. So, and I, I try to be honest about that. My, per, and I'm also not a coach and I'm, or anything like that, but there are players that just go out and execute, like that can just oh, hit yeah. through I'm a not, good block no, yeah, yeah, yeah. and hit through sure. and just be better than you. Sure. And sometimes that, that happens. Is true. And, but if a ball hits the floor, it's because somebody didn't get a hand under it for a pancake or somebody didn't get a dig. I'm not saying I'm not taking away from any player that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking away from skill level because it is absolutely true. Just like in the other sports, you have to learn the game and you have to execute. Um, but when the other team doesn't pick those up or they score because we hit a serve in the net or we hit a ball out of bounds or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so learning to execute on those and then minimize our mistakes is going to be really crucial. I think a big thing for us this year is going to be finishing. Once we hit 20 points, 
we've got to finish out those last five points. Oh, we I, struggled I think there's probably five or six matches from last year where yes, they either went least. three or or yeah. Yep. How did how does that what is you know another concern I have and I, it's not my right to have concerns, but it's another thing that I've kind of experienced in talking with other coaches and other sports throughout my whole life is yes, you want to minimize mistakes, but if you if you're so focused on that, you get conservative. Absolutely. You get you get tight because you don't want to make a mistake. How yes. do you stay aggressive? Because the team you have deserves aggression. Yes, absolutely. Um, so you know, we always end up talking about Coach Snyder on here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just natural for me. It's somebody that I look up to and respect and mm-hmm. uh, would like to mimic in my coaching career. Um, but she always told us on the floor, um, you're playing not to lose. You're not playing to win. You're playing not to lose. And I think that is when we would play conservative and uptight. Yeah. And so one thing, you know, that I find myself saying a lot with my girls is. Stop. And that that's what you, when you guys got up 20 to yes. 17, that, yes. that was the mode every single oh, person absolutely. went into. And you could see it in the body language on the mm-hmm. floor. Um, and so we're really finding ways to make things competitive and practice. Um, I got that great advice from another Libet County coach. Heather Wilson. Heather Wilson. <laughs> I believe Which, it's her birthday. Shout today, out and by happy birthday. Yes, I was going to say happy birthday, Coach Wilson. Um, I'm still coming for you, though. But happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> she would expect nothing less from me, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we saw it in the body language. So we're making we're making practices more competitive. We're really taking our summer league and our tournaments and our team camps really, really serious in making sure that we are equipped to push past those last five points. There's obviously other aspects of the game, but I think that was a huge piece for us last year. We beat several teams to 20 and then we, or 21, 22, and then we just couldn't finish out. Um, So that is my, my main focus. I can't remember who it was. It might've been Chanute. I mean, you were seriously up like eight into Mm -hmm. the Mm twenties and turned around and surrendered it. Part of, part of uh, moving on, you know, moving on past our mistakes. Yeah. So, we're going to make a, mistakes. That's a big one right there. You know, the perfect play can happen and we can still end up hitting a ball out of bounds or making another yeah. hitting error or whatever it is. You can do things perfectly. Sometimes it just doesn't work out in the end. So realizing that, not making excuses at the same time, and then learning to move on to the ne- that next ball. Mm-hmm. That's For something sure. we, we preach. Uh, let's go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll holler more about uh, your coaching philosophies on – just don't make mistakes and pray things go right. Um, <laughs> that's not what that, uh, I love. Those I'll are my, your words, not mine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we'll be right back here on the War Room uh, here on KOKC Radio. Don't go anywhere. We're back here on the War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. We've got Brooke Hopper desperate to get out into the heat because she's been under a fan inside for all of like 10 minutes <laughs> and it's starting to become unbearable uh i considered putting my hoodie on but not yet oh not my gosh not gonna give you another reason how does andy hopper your husband like so what's the temperature in your house normally um during the day i think it's 70 72 oh my gosh and then at night we put it on 68 but i usually drop it down to 66 after he doesn't look at it anymore <laughs> Oh, so you drop it to 66. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At night, it has to be really cold. I have a fan blowing right on me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I know. It's crazy. See, I have a fan blowing he, on me almost at any time that I'm inside. I have me. one in my office. There's one here in this studio. Yeah. I have a fan on me. In addition to my air conditioner at home when I'm sitting on my couch, it's... He calls me a space heater at night because I, I get so hot, but not during the day. <laughs> I just freeze. I have a space heater under my desk at all times. 
gosh. Do you if remember only like you a couple just years ago? Like right do you remember when you remember a couple years ago when we had that like freeze storm mm-hmm. for like a week where it was seriously like below twenty? Please no, I did not leave my house. <laughs> I was to me, I was like, this is great. No, <laughs> this is not great. This is it's not. Shirt. I mean, it's not that they're siphoning the cut. I'm not being insensitive, but I wasn't bothered by the temperature. If that makes sense, I certainly was. Now, I wasn't staying outside. Like, right. I remember, uh, do you remember a couple years ago when Parsons played Sabetha in the playoffs yes. here at Marble Park? Yes. That was a cold and miserable game, yes, and I hated that. Yes, it was. But listen, football is one thing that will get me out of the house during the cold. I actually, my doctor got on to me last year because I had, like, a sinus infection, and I was out in the cold um, because it was a playoff game, and I couldn't miss it. And the next day I had to go to the doctor, and she yelled at me because my eardrums are so swollen. Does your body work correctly? No, no, <laughs> like... never. My body does not work properly. I mean... I'm too young for this. <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting ready. Right I that am. Hoodie. I'm that getting cold. Creeping up. It is. <laughs> I need my hoodie. I know. Where's the crochet kit? <laughs> <gasps> Stop it. I am not that old. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about your football team a little bit. <laughs> You know, Anaya Hemming gets a lot of the quote-unquote press, but you've got other options. I think Sailor Ray is poised for a real big breakout year, and not just volleyball, but basketball as well. I think you've got uh, you, you've got other options there. You've got uh, – I know I'm forgetting somebody that's going to – and people are going to annoy me about it. Um, just Kirsten Houck, that's right. That's who I was trying to uh, remember was, uh, you know, she has battled through injury multiple times. Yeah. But if she's fully healthy and off that brace and, you know, can can keep some stability there, uh, she has been a weapon in the wings waiting for a while now. Yeah. Uh, take me through kind of just what your dynamic and what your lineup's going to look like this fall. Well, um, I had to knock on some wood there for Kirsten. Um, also got that from Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Kirsten is back, um, as we know. She has come off of two ACL back-to-back. Not, she wasn't even fully released ACL tears. Um, so last year coming into season, I really wasn't quite sure what to expect from her. I hesitated to really put any high expectations on her. Um, just she had because, some games where she looked like the best player on the floor. Yeah, she is a great player. She has a really good knowledge of the game. Um, she started playing club when she was younger, and so she really had some experience under her belt. And when she did get her, you know, I just stressed to her that I, I want you right here with the team. I want you listening and learning. You know, I've gone through several injuries and in, when I was playing, and I think that you absolutely see the floor a lot different and you learn the game in a different way when you are um, benched with an injury. So there's still opportunity there to be part of the team and to learn, um, even though you're not out there being able to physically do things. And I think she really took that to heart um, during our, our camp a couple weeks ago. I really saw her stepping into that leadership role, um, even with our younger girls, making sure that, you know, she's grabbing an underclassman or an incoming freshman and showing them how to do things, um, maybe expressing some expectations that we have um, for our team and stuff like And she wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really great. Um, I'll tell you my favorite Kirsten House story. So one time I was visiting with the house at their home and uh, I, I Did her mom it. cook for you? They cook for everybody. So I know. I'm sure it's the best. I got food no, at some point. I was just going to say. In fact, I did get food because I walked in and I, I smell around and I go, it smells like wedding cake. 
And here's, here's the, which was completely accurate. That's what they were making. So yeah. I was right. Doesn't surprise me. But <laughs> Kirsten, who was in the kitchen, looks at me and goes, how would you know? Oh, <laughs> oh okay. okay. <laughs> Gosh. She's a true help. <laughs> I just cannot believe. I was like, and they, all, and of course, the whole Burn. family starts laughing. Of course, <laughs> like, of course. Was, so I just walked into an ambush. <laughs> Goodness, that's uh, funny. You want you? I, I ask every guest what they want to talk about before the show. You mentioned that you wanted to uh, talk about a fundraiser that you guys are doing for Zers. Uh, yes, we are to pay for our camp and our summer league and stuff like that. We are um, going to be running a fireworks stand at 1000 Main Street. It is down. It's in that empty parking lot in front of the LCC softball field. We'll have a tent set up from and we'll be selling from June 30th to through July 4th. So we're, that's normally where one of the bigger fireworks tents is. Yeah. So they stepped the group that was running. That was the splash pad the last couple of years. They stepped mm-hmm. away. Um and so then we're going to take it over this year. Parsons Volleyball is taking Parsons it over. Volleyball is taking it I mean, it that's going to be a huge moneymaker. Yeah, we're going to, yes. And we're going to, we're going to work hard for five days. We're all going to chip in and work together. And the middle schools, we're, we're combining with the middle school. Uh, we combined our camp this year. And, um, so the whole town is really basically great. going to get fireworks from Parsons Volleyball this year. Well, that's the goal. This, that, <laughs> Keep that advertising is, for us, Sean. I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's, because I know that fireworks stand because it's right across the street from where I actually live. Yes. And which means now I have to deal with you volleyball do. for yeah. and you. Listen, for, we're going to come knock on your door bright and early make sure you're out of bed. Please don't. <laughs> we will. will. Be, I will be upset. If, if I hear, I get mad like when one time I got mad because I was like, so people don't understand that I work different hours. So yeah. I usually don't get to work till around one or two o'clock in the afternoon. And then I work till around midnight or one o'clock most days, and then I'm and then I'm uh, back home, uh, and so. But that if doesn't I'm mean that we can't. Till around one or two o'clock, if like a normal person comes and knocks on my door at like eleven o'clock for whatever reason, like a delivery person or something, I'm, I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean we can't give you nonsense about it. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, so the the group that usually runs that fi- that big fireworks thing that I assume was run by some big huge corporations stepped yeah, away. It was um, the couple of ladies that were heading the fundraising for the splash pad that they're wanting to put in at the park. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they ran it for a couple of years. Oh, sweet. And then they and yeah. then they got enough money to put the splash pad down. So they're like, all right, yeah, time for yeah. And so they've been really um, instrumental in um, like helping us. Kind of figure things out. So, All the logistics of it. Which yeah, I yeah, it's a lot. And honestly, I knew it was going to be a lot. I knew it was going to be a lot of work, especially in those five days, trying to get everybody's work shift scheduled and overnight security and, you know, all of the things that go into it. I, overnight security. What is overnight yeah. security going to look like? Well, I'm going to get it figured out this week. So stay tuned. I don't know yet. But I mean, somebody does have to stay um, with the tent overnight. Mm. Obviously not going to ask my players to do that. So... I mean, I'm up most. I'm up half the night anyway. Yeah, you can just do it for us. That's right. It's fine. Perfect. Perfect uh, solution. Looking, um, that'll be a big moneymaker. What's something financial? What's something financially that'll go towards? What's what are you kind of envisioning with that? Uh, well, the effort? big thing is our camp. We actually brought um, gold medal squared in to run our camp, and so they're based out of Arizona. Um, Coach Nolting from the middle school. We both went to Seattle at the end of the school year and we attended a coaching clinic that was put on by Gold Medal Squared. And I'm telling you, it was like one of the most humbling things ever, just being in the presence of these people that have made volleyball what it is. 
Um, it was up in Seattle and it was glaringly obvious to us like how, um, dare I say, a little behind the Midwest is in our volleyball game. Um, and it we left there just feeling uh, so excited and passionate about the game. Um, and so then a couple weeks later, we were actually able to bring in some coaches from Missouri um, and they came in and actually ran our camp for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was really exciting. And our girls learned a lot about the game and we learned a lot about our coaching and what our girls respond to in the coaching. And we all walked away with all of this knowledge. And so we are, that's what we're paying for. Sounds exciting. It is exciting. Uh, that's going to do it for the war room this week. Uh, Brooke, thank you for coming on. I will, I will get you out of this ice box. And, I'm frozen, and, Sean. I need the outside. Mercifully outside to the sunlight. I'm going to go um, power wash my house now in the heat. <laughs> uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, tell Andy and everybody else I said hey. Uh, and I hope... Uh, uh, just hope everything goes well this 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 fall. I think I think the season's going to be exciting. The league to me is wide open. Yes. I know Heather Wilson's not going to want to hear that because I think Lebec County has had it on lockdown the yeah. last two years, mm-hmm. but especially last year. Yeah. Like nobody you asked my girls what year. their goals are, um, and the first one, of course, is to beat Lebec County, uh, which <laughs> is a compliment to her and her program. Uh, but we take that very seriously. Oh so boy, here we're we go. Really excited to see what that brings. Uh, so <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm your host Sean Fry here on the War Room. Everybody, stay safe and God bless.